0: Hey friends, and welcome to episode 191 of It's About Time, a podcast sharing stories and strategies to inspire better work, life, and balance. I'm your host, time management coach, Anna dearman Cornick, and today's episode is all about the difference between routines and slow cookers. Stay with me here. Anyone who has ever been strapped for time, but still wants to serve a delicious meal for dinner knows how awesome a slow cooker can be. I actually have an amazing recipe for slow cooker chicken enchiladas that is a staple in our house. The beauty of a slow cooker is you just open up your crock pot, pile in all of your yummy ingredients, turn it on, and let it sit there for hours. You set it and forget it. And then eventually you enjoy a delicious meal that didn't require a ton of work on your part. Routines, on the other hand, aren't so simple. As much as we would love to design the perfect morning routine or the perfect evening routine, whatever, that perfect, by the way, and I'm using air quotes here, that perfect routine, it doesn't last forever. Life changes, you change, your kids get older, your job changes, you move. There are so many things in life that can throw off the once perfect routines we've created. Routines, unlike slow cookers, are not set it and forget it. They're more like set it and then be ready to adapt it as life changes. And that can be pretty frustrating. Routines are supposed to help us, give us that foundation, that anchor to our days and our weeks. And we can get pretty hard on ourselves for not having a good routine in place or when the routine disappears totally and we're just kind of winging it. But maybe it's not your fault. Maybe it's just that your routine needs a good refresh to get it back on track and serving you once again. So in this episode, we're talking about why routines need to be revisited every once in a while to make sure they're still effective. We'll talk about what a well-oiled routine looks like and how to know if yours is broken. I'll cover how to refresh your routines without getting overwhelmed and just giving up. And I'll tell you what to do if you know your routines aren't working, but you're still not sure how to fix them. And because I know you're probably making the most of your time and you're listening in the car while you're running errands or you're doing stuff around the house, hey, maybe listening to It's About Time is a part of one of your routines. And I know it might be a little inconvenient for you to stop what you're doing and take notes. Don't worry, I've got you covered. You can find all the details from this episode over in the show notes, plus links to any of the resources I'll mention. Today's show notes can be found over at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 191. And if you haven't yet, I encourage you to click the subscribe button to be notified as soon as new episodes go live. If you like what you hear, I'd be so grateful for your review. Your reviews play a huge role in helping others find it's about time in the search results, and you just might get a shout out in a future episode. All right, it's about time we get started, so let's get this show on the road.
1: Here's your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman
0: All right, so we've already accepted the unfortunate truth that even if we've set aside time to be super intentional and design a routine or a collection of routines, I often talk about the five essential routines, your morning routine, evening routine, workday startup, workday shutdown, and weekly planning session. I'm not going in depth on each of those routines in this episode, but you'll find a rundown of each of the five essential routines all the way back in episode 17. But in addition to the five essential routines, you might also have a cleaning routine, an after school routine, a laundry routine, and all kinds of different routines to support you and your life. And as much as we'd love to come up with a perfect step-by-step plan for our routines once and then move on to just living life and have those routines work for us forever, unfortunately, that's just not how it works. As life changes, our routines have to change too. And sometimes we might look up and realize that a routine that was amazing for a while just isn't working anymore. Or we find ourselves dreading parts of it. Or skipping steps. And when we're skipping steps or not following a routine, our routines can't really help us out. And having routines in place can result in some pretty powerful benefits. Sustainable daily routines can improve our mental health, boost our immune system, decrease our stress levels, improve our sleep, and make us more productive. So clearly figuring out the right routines for us is work worth doing. So how do you know if it's time to give your routines a refresh? Here are three ways to know if it's time to refresh your routines in no particular order. First, you never have enough time to finish all of the steps in your routine. Second, you skip steps and then skipping steps comes back to cause problems later. Third, you dread getting started so you slog through it slowly, or you skip it all together and just dive straight into whatever's next. Let's take a closer look at each one of these three telltale signs that your routines need a refresh. First, there are a number of reasons why you might not have enough time to finish all of the steps in your routine. Maybe you're not starting early enough, or you're trying to do too many things in too little time. Maybe you're getting lost in the transitions in your routine, or you're zigzagging all over the place, which is causing you to get distracted and lose track of time. I talked all about designing your routines with a physical flow to combat zigzagging back in episode 140, and guest Melissa Thompson shared how she beat zigzagging by putting a toothbrush in the bathroom by her back door in episode 101. You'll definitely want to listen to that one. Whatever the reason that you don't have enough time, not finishing all of the steps in your routine is a surefire way to know that it's time to give your routine a refresh. Second, if you skip steps in your routine and then skipping those steps comes back to bite you later. For example, maybe you dread making tomorrow's lunch in the evening before you head to bed. So you skip making lunch and tell yourself you'll just do it tomorrow morning. But then you don't, (laughs) because you didn't have time the next morning either. And this skipped step starts to add up. You start eating more and more fast food for lunch or grabbing quick but unhealthy options, and then suddenly you're not feeling so great. Skipping a step once or twice might be okay, but repeatedly skipping a step and then experiencing the negative effects Can lead to a shame spiral you're frustrated with yourself because you can't stick to your routine but you dread the thing you keep skipping so you're stuck in an unhealthy cycle another example maybe your workday startup routine includes choosing your top three priorities for the day when you follow through with this choosing those priorities you're able to move through your day with intention decisions are easier and you feel more productive But perhaps you're going through an incredibly stressful time at work. So you skip your top three prioritization practice so you can jump in and get things done. But then later in the day, you realize you haven't made much progress on any of your important projects because you skipped that important step of prioritizing during your workday startup. Thinking about some of your current routines can you think of any steps that you dread and therefore skip and then feel the pain later? And then finally, third, you dread starting the routine. So you slog through it slowly, which results in having to rush later, or you skip it altogether and just dive straight into whatever's next. In both of these situations, the perceived cost of taking time to do your routine doesn't feel worth it. Maybe you dread starting your evening routine because you've barely had any time to yourself all day. And this is called revenge bedtime procrastination, and I talk all about it in episode 188. Another super common example is skipping your workday shutdown routine. You know you feel so much more prepared when you take a few minutes to review your schedule for tomorrow, to make adjustments to your to-do list, and close out the day. But you find yourself skipping the whole routine so you can slam your laptop shut and race out the door to pick up the kids or head to the next thing on your list. If you dread getting started or you skip it all together, it's definitely time to refresh your routines. So what exactly does a well-oiled, effective routine look like? Well, that answer is going to look different for everyone. You can Google the morning routines of billionaires or the evening routines of six-figure solopreneurs. You can find a list of the 20 things every supermom does before breakfast. But when it comes down to it, the best routine is one that supports your goals. And it's one that you'll actually follow. It's a Goldilocks kind of thing. Not too short, not too long. It's just right, just right for you. But regardless of what steps are included in your routine, a routine is a series of actions that are followed regularly. But I believe that a good routine is a series of actions that help you show up as your best self. And that series of actions is performed efficiently. It has a physical flow. The order of the steps just makes sense. It's easy to remember and it can become second nature with repetition. Okay, y'all, so I know we could all probably use a little more time in our day, right? You're no stranger to busy schedules and intentionally filling them up to the brim because you just have so much to get done. But sometimes it feels like you don't really ever have the time to just slow down and enjoy the simple things. So if you're feeling any of the three reasons above you're taking too long you're skipping steps or you're skipping the whole thing here's how to give your routines a much needed makeover first if you happen to have the steps of this routine written down somewhere find that a lot of paper planners include pages to capture routines up in the beginning pages And writing down the step-by-step of your routines can be a helpful exercise to ensure that you're being intentional with your routines, that you're designing them instead of just letting them design themselves, just kind of letting whatever happens happen. With your written out routine in front of you, mentally walk through the steps. And as you're mentally walking through the steps, ask yourself, where am I typically getting stuck? Where am I getting distracted? What do I dread doing? What am I most likely to skip? Is there anything in this routine that could be moved to a different time of day, such as choosing your outfit for work the night before instead of the morning of? Is there anything in this routine that I could remove completely? Do I need to start earlier? Am I being realistic about how long each piece each thing in my routine takes. In my book Time Management Essentials, I talk about the planning fallacy in chapter 3. It's one of those three productivity pitfalls that we need to watch out for. The planning fallacy tells us that we are pretty terrible at estimating how long things will take us. Is it possible that when you designed your routine that you just didn't give yourself enough time? And then be sure to ask yourself, how do I feel before during, and after this routine. Do you feel rushed? Do you feel stressed? Do you feel calm? Do you feel prepared? And definitely ask yourself, what's working well? And if you don't have your routine that needs some refreshing written out because you've just kind of been winging it, no worries. Next time you're doing the routine, just pay attention and ask yourself those same questions. And by the way, the full list of questions can be found over in the show notes for this episode at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 191. Once you've considered these questions, you'll likely uncover opportunities to make some changes. Maybe your morning routine used to work like a charm, but now that your two-year-old is having trouble sleeping through the night and is ending up in your bed, it's affecting what time you start your morning. Maybe you could shift some of your typical morning prep to the evening to give yourself more space and grace in the mornings while you navigate interrupted sleep. Maybe you find yourself skipping your workday shutdown routine because one of the things you'd like to do each day during your shutdown is send an encouraging email to three of your direct reports. When you designed the routine, you thought it would take you five minutes to do this, but in reality, it takes closer to 15 minutes per email. This could be something that you move to a different time of the week so you can spend those precious final workday shutdown minutes preparing for tomorrow's meetings. And by the way, that was a real example from one of my time management coaching clients. You see, there's almost always something that we can tweak or adjust to make our routines work for us. But we often have to accept that making tweaks and adjustments is a totally normal part of life first. It doesn't mean you did a bad job creating your routines. It doesn't mean you failed. It means that you're constantly growing and getting better. And that's something to be excited about. And finally, let's say that you reviewed your written down routines, or you paid extra attention while walking through them, asking yourself the questions I shared, and you still can't seem to figure out where to start. It's okay. It might just be time to start over from scratch. It's possible that your goals or your life in general has changed so much that instead of a refresh, you need a total rewrite, a do-over. So this is your chance, this is your permission slip to have a blank slate. If you were to start over and design your routines from scratch, what would they look like? What do you need to do in the routine? And what do you want to do during the routine? We need to brush our teeth in the morning, but maybe we want to meditate and do yoga. Create a step-by-step list of your routine, like you're an event planner with an itinerary. Write down the start and end times for each piece of the routine and make sure that it's all realistic. Remember, we've gotta watch out for that planning fallacy. You might even wanna pop your new written down routine on a clipboard so you can carry it with you while you put it into action. And that might sound crazy, but you can ask my clients, it works. Then test drive it. See what works in the routine, see what doesn't, make some changes, repeat. It probably won't go perfectly the first time. Please remember that most things in life aren't pass or fail. Instead, think of opportunities like this as an experiment. The purpose is to try, to take action, learn and try again. Everything is an experiment. It is not about being perfect. So there you have it, routines and slow cookers. While both are amazing in their own ways, one you can set and forget, the other you cannot. Your routines will and should evolve and adapt as you do. If you find yourself running out of time to finish your routines, if you find yourself skipping steps or skipping the whole thing altogether, it might be time for a routine refresh. Just remember, That it's always an experiment try learn try again i'd love to know if you decided to refresh your routines after listening to this episode so head over to the it's about time podcast community on facebook and let us know you can find it in the show notes or by going straight to abouttimepodcast.com forward slash community and if you'd like more support refreshing or creating your own routines I would love to be your time management coach inside the It's About Time Academy. You can find all the details about how to join us inside the It's About Time Academy over in the show notes. As always, all the details from today's episode can be found in the show notes at about.com forward slash 191. Before we go, let me tell you a little bit about next week's episode, episode 192. I am so excited about this one. I've recently become curious about how our nervous system works and how it impacts our health, our well-being, our productivity. So when Michelle Grosser, a certified nervous system fitness expert, said yes to joining me for a conversation on It's About Time, I just about did cartwheels. Just wait till you hear her tactical tips for becoming more resilient and less overwhelmed. You are going to love her 10-10-10 method. All right, that's it for today. Thanks so much for tuning in and I'll talk to you soon.